I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast, where you will be inspired and empowered to connect more deeply with your authentic self as we explore topics of personal development, leadership, and spirituality. Your journey to your most authentic self starts right now. Today, I speak with Maggie Bukeveld, who shares her transformative healing story. In 2005, Maggie was living a normal life as a counselor with her own practice when she suddenly experienced a sudden tragic accident that would change her life physically, mentally, and spiritually. In the aftermath of the accident, she would be plagued by a multitude of health problems that never really got better, eventually sending her into a depression. That is, until one day when she was introduced to a healing modality that would change her life forever. This is a beautiful story of hope, healing, and spiritual lessons. Maggie Bukefeld, welcome to Soul Sister Conversations. Ah, thank you so much, Dana. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm I love excited to be here. I know, I you know, and I love how the universe works, Maggie. Uh, I love how we met. You know, so a few months back, yeah. you you might yeah. realize this, but I decided to continue with this podcast as a solo host, and I put out okay. to the universe that I would easily find guests. You know, that I really wouldn't have to go searching for them; that they would fa- find me. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, boy, did the universe deliver! You know, so I, uh, you know, oh, sud- suddenly I had recommendations. You know, from you know, for great guests. And then chance meetings like the one you and I had. And, uh, you know, I was sitting in my favorite coffee shop here in my community, you know, eating the most delicious donair and doing a little writing and thinking. And suddenly this bright, bubbly woman, you, (laughs) sat next to me and was raving on about the cute little coffee shop and providing me with a play-by-play of the delicious gluten-free chocolate cupcake you were eating. I know, I know. That's me. I'm all about the food. (laughs) And we started chatting and introduced ourselves to each other. And I don't even know how how we went there, but I started to learn of your story and who you are. And I immediately thought you'd be a perfect podcast guest. And you said anytime. And so thank you universe. And thank you, Maggie, because here you are. Yes. And thank you so much. I'm really excited, especially that it's a podcast for women. I just love that. Yeah. So in 2005, you were leading a normal life. You were a certified Canadian counselor running your own professional practice in Fredericton. And suddenly, yeah. a life event in Woodstock. Mm-hmm. In, in Woodstock, and yeah. so su- mm-hmm. you and you describe it: a sudden life event changed everything for you. What was that sudden life event? Well, to put it very bluntly, uh, I was hit by a logging truck, um, four impacts, and my little twenty-five-month-old daughter, baby, was with me, as well as my parents. Were you driving? So that uh, my mother was driving. And I was in the passenger uh, side. We were in a minivan. And my uh, my baby was in the back. Uh, she was in a back where even though she was 25 months, I had had a weird feeling that morning. So I put her in her old uh, car seat, which was a backward-facing car seat instead of the forward-facing car seat. And then my father was beside uh, beside her in the back with, uh, with my daughter. Okay. So... Yeah, so it was, and it was really, it was in the very middle of New Brunswick, near Holtville, right uh, a few, not that many feet away from uh, the last house in the settlement in Holtville, New Brunswick, uh, where my grandmother used to live, where my mother grew up. So, uh, yeah, it was very, very intense, to say the least. I would dare say, so you were just 
uh, on a the re- driving on a regular road and how did the impact happen did did something cross the line was it was it winter was it yes. summer yes no it was in november early november and uh, it had just started doing what they call a blessing rain like a tiny tiny little like it's just not even raining that hard just teeny weeny little uh, raindrops you can barely see and uh, we had uh semi pulled over uh, on the side to uh, find something to um, to um, um, uh, give Sana, my daughter, to, to eat because she was fussing in the back. And uh, when my mother pulled out, I had a, I didn't look back, but I had the weirdest feeling like, oh my God, if something's there, we're going to hit it. And it, sure enough, there was a um, when she pulled out, there was a logging truck coming up over the hill. So it was a blind hill. And uh, so we were hit one impact on the side where Sana was. And then we were catapulted into the air and flew into the air and landed back onto the other side of the road. And then um, then we got hit again on the back and kind of it kind of swatted us kind of like a little mosquito. And then we were kind of perpendicular to the ditch and then we went in the ditch and hit the bottom of the ditch really hard and then came up on the other side of the ditch and stopped and then the logging truck had tried to avoid us and he was also in the ditch and then he hit us again and pushed us about 80 80 or 100 feet so it was crazy accident wow yeah and so what when everything stopped spinning what was the condition of everyone in the the van well um son of course was crying so i was pretty freaked that uh you know i thought right before my eyes like what i was seeing in my in my in my mind was like son of bleeding to death you know my daughter bleeding to death so it was quite it was quite traumatic and uh, i couldn't move uh, my, my mother was, uh, stunned and my, my father and mother actually, after a little bit, were able to get out of the vehicle and, uh, my father, uh, handed me Sana. So I had Sana on, on my chest. So I was the only one that, that couldn't move. Uh, later on uh, when the ambulance came and everything was examined, I had a broken pelvis and some, some back injuries and broken this and that. And, um, Lots of different things, like uh, I, I had an undiagnosed brain injury that went on for years. Um, so there's, I think the, I think the book that they had on me was probably about ten inches thick about uh, all the different things that were wrong with me. Wow, so it was quite intense, and you know, went years and years with uh, chronic pain syndrome, PTSD, um, TMJ, yeah, like you name it. Wow. I've been there. <laughs> And, and come back from. were you in the hospital for a long time? I was in the hospital for a whole month. A month? Wow. Yeah, a whole month. Yeah, and they couldn't let me out. They wanted to let me out after about two weeks, but I couldn't walk. Uh, and Kendall had to go to work, my husband. So um, um, they decided, well, we if, if, you know, if something happens in the house and she has to get out, and she can't look after her daughter, so we're going to have to keep her here until she can at least use a, a, a you know, a, um, a walker or, or actually move a, a wheelchair or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And, and so once you got released, what was your life like um, at home? Well, um, 
It was very, very difficult. Um, I could not, um, I couldn't uh, sit, sit up myself and I couldn't walk. Uh, so, and I couldn't look after Sana. So we had to find a neighbor to look after our daughter. Uh, I would, um, what I would do is I would, um, uh, I think I was in the wheelchair at home for probably a good three, four weeks. And then after a while, I switched to a cane. And I used a cane for about six and a half years. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, I could not sit up for many, many years. I would, what I would do is I, would, I had this foam that I bought, had bought before at uh, Fabricville. And it was like a long foam that was quite thick and light. Uh, so I would drag that around the house and lay on that while I looked, you know, supervised sana or whatever. And I couldn't cook uh, and clean and do any of that. Although I, I did get a stool in front of the um, in front of the stove, and I know for about a good three and three and a half years, all we ate here was uh, cereal and scrambled eggs. That's all I could manage. And of course, Kendall was the sole breadwinner, and then he would be up at night in the middle of the night for years with two two uh, two. Two girls, a, a woman and a, and a child in the house with PTSD, you know, uh, waking up six, seven, eight times in the middle of the night, you know, in terror. So, wow, I'm, he's a good he's a good man. Yeah. He stuck by me. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when your daughter was waking up, she was also having traumatic like flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, she would. Ha- she had PTSD for sure, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, for many many years. But last year, now we took her to uh, Austria to see Dr. Shivanand, who is the um, doing the ancient Vedic rebirthing trauma release, also called uh, AVS Integrative Cognitive Therapy, and um, he did um, he did a, an hour and ten minute session on me and and uh, thirteen. 13 years of PTSD gone in an hour and 10 minutes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I want, yeah. To, I want to get into that more because that's what's sort of the fascinating part of our conversation. Your daughter was having night terrors. And as, yes. as you were, so you had this good man, Kendall, who was getting up yes. with two people who needed a lot of help. And, and yes. did you think that your life was going to be like this forever? Well, uh, not at the beginning. At the beginning, I was, because I used to, uh, before I had my own counseling practice in Woodstock, I used to be a rehabilitation counselor for the French side of the province, because I, I went through the French school system, um, uh, to people who've been in car accidents. So I had been around and I was like a counselor to them and, you know, um, helping them to get better. So I knew about this chronic pain syndrome thing and I knew you know uh what needed what I needed to do so that I wouldn't fall into that that so-called trap of the chronic pain syndrome so I set myself a goal that okay in a year I'm going to be I'm going to be you know tickety-boo I'm going to be back to regular so I I kept doing you know a little bit of yoga moving you know what I was doing before as much as I could even though you know I couldn't you know sit up and 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 you know if for example if I would tie Sana's little booties or shoes uh, and lean over I would have to lay on the couch for three and a half hours after helping her with her shoes for two minutes you know wow. like stuff like that wow. so I. I was very, but I was very, still very, very positive that within a year I was going to be back to regular. So 
I um, probably put, because, you know, I have like a Dutch slash uh, Scottish slash Irish background <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, you know, old, my DNA is like old farm stock, you know, like, so I was like gonna, you know, be fine. So I probably started doing, uh, like I went and joined after about five or six months, I went to uh, uh, a Pilates uh, trainer uh, that, you know, had experience with people been in car accidents, and I started doing uh, Pilates, and because uh, I figured, okay, I'm going to beat this, and I'm just going to get right on board and start getting better, and da da da. But it really set me back because of my the personality and the the go 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 Dutch thing and yeah. all that. So, um, yeah. So then after a year, and I was still n- not good at all. Um, I said I was still positive. I was like, okay, I guess I just need another year. So I said, okay, I'll be good in two years. So then the same thing happened, and, and at the year two. I was still nowhere, anywhere better than what, where I was. And so then I started to kind of go down the wormhole and get depressed and, mm. and all that type of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, what was the um, emotional or mental impact on you? Well, um, the, the, I'd say the emotional mental was, like, for example, uh, when my husband would leave in the morning, like leave to go to work, he, he has his own... Uh, uh, business uh, selling uh, for biz- uh, businesses, uh, I would get so anxious just him driving out, watching him drive out the driveway. You right. know, like what's happened to him? Is he going to come back? Da da da. Right. You know, because you know the accident type thing. Um, I would uh, for a whole year after the accident, I cu- I was so um, hyper vigilant, and I could I could hear downstairs in the downstairs bedroom when Sana would wake up and turn over in her bed practically like my senses were so heightened so I uh, for a whole year I stayed downstairs in the bedroom sleeping and I could not come up and down uh, up and down the stairs and there was no bathroom down there so I had to I did the old-fashioned thing that you know my grandparents used to do so um, because I could not be around anyone any sound at night like I was waking up six to eight times a night anyway with terror and then it but if there was someone else there it was I couldn't even get to sleep wow. so for I'd say for the first probably three years I barely got any sleep oh my gosh and so you were you were not walking around the house even uh, were you no, for, for the first for the first um, few months, I for the first month or so, I, w- I think I was in a, a wheelchair, and then I used a cane, uh, and so I could walk, but I couldn't walk very far, and like maybe I don't know, maybe two minutes, like two minutes, and I couldn't walk on hard surfaces. I couldn't walk on pavement because I the TMJ the the the, sh- the shock of walking on a pavement would immediately put me in this big hyper pain area in my jaw area. Yes. So could, I could walk on grass, you know, gingerly, uh, because it absorbed the shock better. Wow. Yeah. That, that, yeah. So that's amazing. Years. Yeah. And that went on for years. So, and, and you were starting to fall into a depression and 
So how mm-hmm. did you begin to to regain your life? Where I know you began to go down, look, search for other healing modalities. So yes. how long was that after the accident? Is this at the two year point when you start to fall into to a depression or? Well, yeah, around the two year point, it got really quite quite bad. Um, but I had, but keep in mind, I I was still getting help like regular modalities, like from the very beginning, like I was going to physio, I was getting massage i was going uh, to a fantastic cranial sacral uh physiotherapist in town so i you know i was going to two three appointments uh, a week uh and uh, and of course the the appointments were exhausting me just getting up and going you know um but uh and they helped but it and uh, and rolfing i did rolfing as well uh but what happened was it was like an elastic band so i would the elastic band was tight 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 right my body tight 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 and then the elastic band would release and then i'd have like two or three days maybe two or yeah two or three days of oh gosh okay i feel regular you know and then it would go back again to regular i get tight 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 again so this went on for years right of using regular therapies and so we we spent as a family probably well over thirty thousand dollars in those type of therapies even with even with insurance wow yeah and and but you felt like you hit a point where you were just plateauing or just couldn't make any further advancement Yes, it was just like I could only get so far and then I would slide back again and, and get so far and slide back again and get, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, yeah so I was getting very, very discouraged. And then uh, a wonderful thing happened. <laughs> ah, what was that? <laughs> well, at the, my, my, my bestie, Mary Rose, I met, um, uh, I met, she had met someone that had just immigrated from India. And she was following um, this ancient Vedic uh, protocols and therapy and meditation for years. And we met her the second, I met her uh, the second day she was in Fredericton. And um, she invited my best friend and I to go to her house and meditate with her. Okay. So we went and we had a nice little tour of her house and all that and we started meditating and I couldn't sit up I had to lay down on the floor and do it but as the like it was about an hour but about at 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 about minute like 40 35 or 40 I I sat up and I was like oh wow this is interesting I can sit up and then at the very end um, she was saying, oh, let's dance a little bit, you know, and I could get up and do a little bit of dancing too. What? At the minute 40 yes. mark? At the what? Did at you the say, 40 minute Oh, yes. 40 minute mark. But even, I thought it was a minute 40, but even still at the 40, you, you haven't been walking really. It's exhausting. You can't well, sit I up. Using, I was using a cane, but, it, but, it, but my gait was awful and I couldn't, I couldn't walk very far. And at the 40 minute mark, you sat up and you even danced. At the end of it, after the hour meditation, I would get up and I could dance with them in the middle of the living room on the carpet, yes. Okay, were you a meditator before this, or is this the first time you were trying it? Oh, no. I, I, well, sorry, I take back my words. I, I was, when I was 27, I'm in my 50s now, I was, uh, I started with Reiki, and I became a Reiki master. So, uh, but I was not, I wouldn't call myself a practicing uh, Reiki master. 
but I knew, you know, a little bit, but I didn't really practice. I, I can't say that I really did. Okay. And so, so now you're being reintroduced to this meditation. Was it a special meditation or was it, I hate to even say the normal one. Like I think myself, I sit still and I mm. breathe for like yeah. 20 minutes in silence. Yeah. You know, was it like that or was there something else going on? There's, there's definitely, there's definitely something else going on because um, when, so it's very focused in that you are at the very beginning, you're breathing very deeply in and out through the nose and you are invoking uh, the highest and holiest of, uh, you know, um, divinity that, uh, you know, like the self-realized masters, the ascended masters of the holy universe, like you are invoking the highest and holiest cosmic energy, the infinite in the universe, and in what, the holy. That's amazing. What What is the name? What was that called? Um, you mean the actual meditation? Yeah. Was it called something? Well, not really. It's just, it's kind of like, I would call it a path. Or uh, like an ancient, the ancient uh, Shiv Yogi um, path that is like from time immemorial, which be which began when the planet, like when people started living on the planet. I would say that's probably when it started. Like it's it's the most ancient, and it's, it's not tied to anything. It's just a Dharma path. It's it's the it's a path to enlightenment. This meditation style. Yes. Wow. So, so what were you making of this when you could sit up at the 40 minute mark and even do a little dancing or at, within the hour once it was over? What were you making of it? Uh, that, well, I, I, I don't think I actually realized what was happening because I was so happy just to be out socializing right. that kind of like just not even I was kind of like not aware I wouldn't say I was aware at the time now when I look back I when I'm like analyzing it you know doing my self-analyzation it's kind of it's crazy and not only that I would feel really really good for about five days and then at the sixth and seventh day I would be like okay I can't wait to get back to to go meditate with this lady from India because oh my god like I feel so good right it wow. would last it would last. And that was the first time you were using some sort of healing modality that you didn't, as you used your metaphor, like the elastic band, you were actually making, instead of being pulled backward, you were actually felt like you were advancing in your healing. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. And so sure. how long did you do this for? So, uh, well, I've been, I'm still doing it. And that, <laughs> that, that's been, I think, were going on I can't I don't know if it was 2000 and I think it was March 2007 that I started okay so since March 2007 so and I've been doing it um so for for the first few years it was every week and then now uh, since probably a good eight years not mm, around there um it's every day. Like I do it. I do. Uh, I do uh, specific things uh, in the morning and at night. And I do uh, practice. Like I do the breathing during the day, and I do uh, the, some of the chanting during the day as well. So it's um like I used to be a very 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 undisciplined person, like a very artsy fartsy. Even though you know I went to university and I went to I had 19 years of schooling and all that. 
I am very, my big thing is fun. I'm all about, you know, the fairy fun, adventures in Maggie land, all that. <laughs> and, and for me, but I have to be disciplined with this because I have noticed that uh, there was a time, uh, a few, a couple, two years back, three years back in January when I stopped everything cold turkey for three months. And I did start to revert back to some of the symptoms that I had from the beginning. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So I got back on the horse when I started to get all stiff and, and then the, you know, the chronic pain in the back was coming back and all that. I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. Because I was a really, really, like, you got to understand, I was a really, really, really old woman for a long time. So yeah. I already know what it's like to be a really, really old woman. And I'm not going there again. Like, that's it. I'm done. So these protocols and this this path, this Dharma path, uh, allows you to actually bring all your mitochondria online and you at some point your body actually starts uh, getting younger the aging stops and you do start getting younger wow yeah it's pretty amazing yes yeah. now really would you, can you make a clarification does meditation in general have that effect on your body I've heard you know um, something to that or is it this special meditation that you're doing uh, I think that all meditation has a lot of benefit. Mm. Uh, however, I have, you know, dabbled in this or that before that wasn't attached to this ancient um, uh, Shiv Yogi Himalayan meditation. And I have not come across anything that is as powerful or as effective as this. And I have tried so many things. Wow. So... Uh, that's but that's my that's been my experience yes so you became so you you loved you saw what it was doing to your body you loved the the outcomes you were having that you actually traveled over to india and yes. and austria to it, it is it dr shivanon that started it or that you you went to meet him and began to learn these healing modalities so he he is Dr. Shivanand is the Shiv Yoga the current Shiv Yoga master on the planet. Okay. And but in how it used to work in the ancient times was that it would only go all of this knowledge and practice and 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 uh, wonderful things would only go to one one person. Mm -hmm. They would choose someone and they would say yes okay, I'm going to give you all the wisdom and all. I'm going to teach you all so that it would continue. But I, I do believe what I, from my understanding of what I have heard him, him say um, at different times and in Austria is that now is the time. It's the golden age. It's the age of awakening. Mm. And so he's been traveling uh, and his son, Ishan Shivanand as well, have been traveling all over the world to impart these this wisdom and these um, therapies and this uh, dharma path to whoever feels called to 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 do it, so that they can have a wonderful, happy, fulfilled uh, life and 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 uh, actually accomplish their soul agenda. Mm. Why they are here on the planet, and why is it? Do you think is the age of awakening now, or is it always going on? Geez, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> Do you have any theories on that? Because I often 
can hear that, you know, and I think, you know, is there something going on right now? I mean, clearly, you know, when we're recording this, we're, you know, it's the pandemic that we're facing. Do you think there's something going on? Well, there's definitely something going on. And um, I'm not a religious person, but I and I and I did I did grow up a strict Roman Catholic and uh, but I'm non I don't practice Catholicism now. Um, and I would say I'm more of a spiritual person and uh, I have a high freedom need. So I don't really like to put myself in a little box or anything. But I will mention that I think that, you know, Jesus was here, you know, 2000 years ago and brought that energy of loving kindness and love each other and 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 live from your heart not from your head not from the ego mm. and I, I i almost feel it feels like this is the continuation of that that okay now there's critical mass we're getting there and people are really starting to to awaken mm. uh, that they need to you know you know we all need to live from our heart and I think this um, uh, pandemic is is forcing a lot of peace people who uh, maybe their ego was so strong they needed something to keep them home and to get them you know still so that they'll mm. go within mm. because everything is inside. There's not it's not outside. Your enlightenment is not outside. It's not by doing doing doing. It's by being. And then you get in touch with yourself. You get in touch with your soul and and your own soul agenda and. Um, you know, and then p- you can live from your heart. And I-, I think a lot of women, especially, and may- and perhaps men too. Uh, there's a lot of men who are waking as well, are going to re- are going to end up changing professions and actually start doing what they came here to do on the planet in the first place, yes. which is you know, and from a heart center, from a loving center, you know, and and so they, it's a passion they have, but it spills over and it helps everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great perspective on it. Now, w- with Dr. Shivanon, so you said that he does, it's it's called Himalayan, Himalayan Vedic Rebirthing. Is that what the the meditation is called or that this is something that encompasses the meditation? You, you said it's, it's also called the AVS, Integrative Cosmic and Cognitive Therapies. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that is say say something about that what, what is that okay so what you just said you know the 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 ancient vedic rebirthing and trauma release and stress release and it's not stress management it's stress release trauma release or abs integrative cognitive therapy and cosmic therapies those are protocols that once you once you have you can go to a practitioner and have that done if, if you feel so inclined. Is it something done to you or something that you're learning? It's, it's uh, no, I am, um, Kendall and I, my husband and I, um, uh, and there's another one in town as well in Fredericton. We are, um, we can do that therapy with a person to release trauma, to release negative psychic impressions that they're holding on to at the cellular level. What are, uh, what are these negative level. psychic impressions? What is that? So a negative psychic impression or a trauma um, that I would, in my understanding, is something that has happened to you in uh, in your life, in the past, and that um, your you interpreted your body interpreted it as a threat or as something very intense that you couldn't handle at the time, and it recorded it in your cells as a trauma. 
Is that what PTSD and, is? Uh, I believe that a PTSD from coming from someone who had PTSD for like well over 13 years, I, I feel that it's like the trauma of that accident. I couldn't get it out of my cells myself. I just couldn't. I needed to find a process, a protocol that would enable me to release it out of my system, out of my, my physical system, my emotional system, my mental system. Wow. So out of, out of in right in deep, it's in there deep. It's in the intracellular memory. It's in every cell of your body that trauma like that is recorded. So, and it could be for another person, it can be like just, you know, having parents that were strict that used to yell at them a lot or, or uh, someone who was physically or sexually abused or, um, you know, an event that happened that was so shocking to them, you know, I mean, like our veterans, police what? officer, an RCMP yeah. officer, you know, what's going, what happened here in Fredericton, what happened in Moncton, all of those things. It works very well. This 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 technique and and these protocols it takes about it takes about the first time you come it's about an hour to an hour uh, an hour and a half around and there's different stages to it but it has a lot to do with uh, a pranic breathing that you you teach the client how to breathe properly and then there's it's it would have we would probably have to have another podcast to explain how how this one goes because it'd probably be about a 45 minute explanation wow so do this you want me to and explain if you want i i don't know what you how, what direction you yeah, want yeah well maybe we won't go into the the complete depth of that right now because that sounds like yeah. a, a a separate uh conversation although yeah. very interesting and yes. but but knowing that you you and your husband are both facilitators of this, so you actually conduct sessions to help people with PTSD. Yes. Wow! And, and yes. what are the results that you have seen? Because you, when you went through it, you said just like that, your PTSD was released. Yeah. How and long does now, that typically take with people? Is it different? Well, that's what I was going to say. Typically, for me, it was an hour and ten minutes with Doctor Shivanov. That's wild. Yes, but he also he's a master. Okay, he is a master. (laughs) Uh, What um, when they've done um, observations and and studies on this, um, they I think it they recommend a regular um, uh, therapist to see a client between three, maybe three to eight times, three to five times. And that they will they will notice a big difference that they're not being triggered anymore in certain aspects of their life. Um, that they're much more calm, that they stress, um, they were able to release stress and to handle stress in a much more, uh, you know, calm, peaceful way. Um, you know, things that used to trigger them and upset them and make them go so angry or, or get so depressed, yes. those things don't hurt them anymore. That, it's, I think it's incredibly it's, hopeful what you're saying, yeah. especially for people. It's these things we can't see. You know, if you have a broken arm, you know how to fix it. But how do you fix PTSD or what you call these negative psychic impressions, things that are lodged in our bodies that we don't know really how to to get out? It feels like a very hopeful thing. It, it's a very hopeful thing. And um, there there was about, there was over, when we took, and we, we got um, our training in, um, in um, 
uh, India, but mostly in Aust- uh, Austria, there was, I think there was 340 people there from all over the world taking this. And that was the very first group that he, um, that he trained. So there's 30, 340 people right now and maybe more in the world that are, that are trained in this. And he also teaches uh, pure as possible to the doctors. So he has been all over the world teaching, you know, thousands of doctors how to do this. And and he also does something called shivyog farming, which um, enables um, farmers to not use pesticides and to grow like between 30 to 80 percent more, um, you know, vegetables or whatever they're farming in the same space and to bring the cost way down because they don't need pesticides. So it's, wow. it's, it's a really amazing, um, amazing protocol um, that they're using uh, for that as well. But it's, and he's been teaching that to the farmers for free for many, many years. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. all this is kind of ma- is blowing my mind what you're saying. Uh, uh, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah. I have a friend here in town. We had started doing a little bit of shivyok uh, farming uh, on the north side at Hayes Farms. And um, and the, the lady, one of the teachers there at Hayes Farms, she had said, uh, oh, um, I, uh, we, it, I'm just going to use this at home. And when she started using it at home, it was a funny story. There was all these little, um, oh, what were they, um, horse flies around her, and they were, like, really bothering her and biting her. And she started doing the protocol for the Shibio Farm, and she said immediately all the horse flies went away. <laughs> now, is this, this protocol, is it another meditation or? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's a meditation, and you you're using the cosmic energy of the holy universe, and it's it's all like the mind is so powerful. We have no idea. Like we really need to wake up to this. Like really, yeah. I mean, we are so so powerful, and uh, we just have to like plug in, you know. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting because, like you say, you're someone who had a lot of education. You were a counselor in. I, and did you not find it even ironic, you know, that you experienced this car accident and you were trained or that's what you were doing is helping people through chronic pain uh, who were in car accidents? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, That wasn't lost on me at the time. <laughs> okay. What did you make of that, you know, from a spiritual perspective? Well, I thought that there there must have been a higher purpose for me to, um, you know, and I had a lot of uh, empathy for my clients at that time. Yes. And and I know there was a lot of a few other people in that had been in that uh, that uh, business in the rehabilitation business for many many years, a lot more years than me. Who, you know, uh, you know, just like um, my mother was a nurse for forty five years, and you know, you get compassion fatigue sometimes, right? Yeah. And uh, and I never, I, I never lost that. Um, and, uh, but I find that when it happened to me, I did have kind of, I must've had a belief in there somewhere that, you know, how come these people aren't getting better? You know, like all they got to do is this, this, and this, because I put that belief on myself. Like I, I got it. Oh, I'll, I'll be I'll be perfect and back to regular in a year, you know, oh, I'll be okay, not a year, okay, two years. So I'm, there must have been a grain in there, uh, you know, but I, 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 anyway, the irony was not lost on me at all. Definitely mm. not. Yes. It was, yeah, it's so fascinating. But I, I think it's so interesting that you, you know, you were a counselor, you've had all this education 
And, you know, I always say jokingly, you know, you know, the meditation, the energy, this woo-woo stuff that I keep hearing more and more about the power of that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess in some way, maybe because you had all this education, you were a counselor, and now you're saying about what actually helped you, that it feels like it's validating it, that, it, you know, you're not just not making it up. It's, you know, you experienced it, you have a story to tell, yeah. and yes. uh, it just seems so unexplainable, but so powerful, and, and just, it's it's wild. I keep saying it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it is it is very amazing and I am just so grateful every day that uh, you know that uh, I uh, you know the the divinity put me right face to face with this and I met someone who could you know connect me to this and all that jazz it's just been uh, just really really amazing mm. and the other thing I wanted to mention like in the morning like my morning routine is so I'll get up and sometimes I'll get up early and sometimes I just, you know, my, like today I let my body wake up when it wanted to wake up and it mm-hmm. woke up at 6.40, right? Yeah. But sometimes I'll get up at 3 or 4 in the morning and start doing this stuff, but not all the time. But today it was around 6.40-ish. And so I, I start with 39 minutes of uh, Kriyas and uh, Pran Kriyas, which bring in a lot of energy into the body. Is that meditation? Uh, it's a uh, pran kriya, so it's like exercises and pran that bring in, you know, the energy of the of the universe that makes a flower grow. Okay, so pran kriya. So these are exercises pran- like yoga that bring in cosmic energy from the universe. The same energy that makes a baby grow, that makes a tree grow, that makes a flower grow. You bringing in more of that, and I do this uh, all these different exercises for about thirty nine minutes. And it gives you the equivalent from what Dr. Shivanand has taught us, um, five hours of sleep. Wow. Yeah. So 39 minutes equals five hours of sleep. I'm in, I'm in. So I do that. And then after that, um, I will, uh, go out and feed the birds, take a little walk and then come back. And then I'll do the meditation, like whatever meditation I feel like doing. Sometimes I do one where, uh, I bring my consciousness, um, I, I kind of connect with the sun, the consciousness of the sun. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a nice exchange in my chakras and all that with the sun. That's called Shambhavi uh, meditation. Or, uh, you know, it could it could be um, uh, putting mantras on like, uh, like Om Namah Shivaya or, high, you know, high frequency uh, of mantras that mean uh, like I am healthy, whole and complete. Mm. And I'll put, play those and they're very, very high frequency. And then, you know, you just allow that energy to go. But of course you have, the first step is gratefulness. You have to feel grateful. You have to create that feeling of gratefulness in you, in your heart chakra, in your heart. And that's the step number one. Before you, you don't before have, it all begins. Yeah, if mm. you, yeah, exactly. If you don't have gratefulness, you know, well, okay, can't help you. <laughs> so. <laughs> so gratefulness is really the portal to allowing all this to come in. Definitely, mm. definitely. And also a big part of this is also your own invocation, uh, the you know, to connect to whatever you understand as being the highest and holiest, you know, infinite, the divinity. It doesn't matter what you call it, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. But you, that's a big part of it. So you, you need to connect yourself to a, a, a very high frequency energy. Wow. That's so amazing. 
And this is something is, you do every day. Yes, and evening. And evening, twice yes. a day. And, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be whatever anybody wants. Like it can be, it can be an hour in the morning, a half an hour at night. It can be two hours, two hours. It can be 30 minutes, 30 minutes. It can be 20. It's like whatever the seeker, the person, you know, it's your journey. Right. It's whoever, you know, all paths, all rivers lead to the ocean. Right. right. So it is, and this is just what worked for me, like, and I tried so many things, Dana, I can't even tell you, like, I'd have to sit and think all day. And I probably have two pages full of all the different things that I tried to get better. Wow. And, and now that you help people, are you seeing similar benefits? Or have you been able to take many people through this? Or? Well, um, we, it was really gearing up right before the pandi- pandemic, oh, okay. because we uh, we had just um, come back from Austria just uh, late, uh, well, mid-year last year. So I've had probably about, let me see, I'd say about eight different clients come in. And I've had um, uh, one, two, I've had one that's come back about five, six times. And a few others that have come back a couple of times. So, and I have uh, noticed from that person, they have said that they're feeling more calm, much less triggered by things, you know, and they're not getting angry and, uh, you know, their life is just seems more smooth, yeah. you know, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. So, okay. So but, you going to Austria and, and learning these things that that's just in the past year then. So this is a recent journey for you in, yeah. in order to help other people after you've been practicing it for over a exactly. decade. Yes. And see, the thing is with the AVS integrative cognitive and cosmic therapies, um, a person needs to have done a lot of their own meditation and clearing out of their own stuff to be able to actually do this one on one with another person. Because in essence, when you are connecting to your client and you're doing this, you are doing pranic breathing with that person. In essence, you're becoming one unit. So you are helping that person to clear that negative psychic impression within them. And you're taking it on for a little bit of time. Oh, wow. So your energies are joining almost. Uh, Yeah, that you could say, you could say that you could, I I don't know exactly. Like ever since the accident, I've noticed that I'm not as good with words as I used to be anymore. I'm more about feeling. Mm. So. I, I would say that uh, probably like there would be ma- many other people that are practicing this that could explain it a lot, a lot better than me. Actually, my husband could explain it a lot better than me. He's really good <laughs> with words. Um, and so I could do one on one. But now Ishan Shivanand, um, Dr. Shivanand's son, he could probably do uh, thousands at a time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But- and he and he. We are actually doing um, a um, a ancient Vedic rebirthing, or they uh, the the word in India is pratiprasav uh, for Canada. It's coming up this Saturday, actually, and I think it's all day. I think it goes from twelve thirty to eight p.m. and it's seventy five dollars U.S. for the for the session, and it's going to be live through Zoom, I do believe. Yeah, so probably when, when this is released, that the, the date may be passed. Because what date are you talking about? Is it Saturday? This, com- this coming Saturday. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. this is released, they, you know, I don't know if they'd be able to take part in that, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But there's always stuff that does come up every every so often. And he does like he's doing a live Facebook meditation tonight at 9 p.m. And this English. is Dr. Shivanon? This is Dr. Shivanon's son, son. Sean Shivanon. Mm. Yeah. And, and and they would go to the uh, website to to find uh, that? No, the law, it's on Facebook Live tonight, and it's at uh, 9 p.m. our time. And you just go on Ishan Shivanon Facebook, and then uh, it'll it'll pop up. You can ask to be notified when he goes live. And usually they're a little bit, it's not exactly at 9 like North America. You know, right. they tend to, like, you know, be a little more relaxed about the time. So it's any time from 9 to 9. I think last night it started, like, some nights it starts at, like, 9.23 or 9. Okay. You know, it's a little bit late usually. So people can find this on Facebook and, and they can be notified of things that do come up if yeah. they don't catch these yeah. particular ones that yeah. you're referring to. Yeah, um, yeah he does this thing called Mindfulness Matters, which is really good. And I think he does that periodically as well yeah. on Facebook, which is really good. Yeah. Okay. What, what is your uh, state right now as we speak, your physical and mental state? Well, I would say uh, emotionally, uh, I am a very happy person. Mm-hmm. I am able to live um, um, pretty much 90, 95% of the time. I live in the present moment. That's good. Um, yes. Mentally, um, I feel uh, very much stronger. Uh, I'm able to, uh, like before I was very, very shy. Like I, I probably didn't really talk much till I was about 27. And then I took an assertiveness training course and, uh, <laughs> and then my husband at the time, not, not this present one was, didn't, you know, Oh, I liked you a lot better before you took the assertiveness training course. So anyway, that, that didn't work out. <laughs> so, uh, so now I'm making up for it. And so I'm very happy to share and I'm, I'm excited to be having like the women's retreats at the art studio on the water and, the drumming and the mindfulness and, you know, we're going to have some, some of the uh, ABS cognitive uh, therapies out there for the, for the trauma release uh, there too. And um, yeah. So what people should need to know is that you're an artist and you've built a studio called child of light art studio uh, in Bear Island and New Brunswick and where you hold all these retreats or where you were about to hold them before the pandemic hit and um, exactly. I guess eventually things will, will be able to resume. So people will be able yeah. to take part in these things. Were you an yes. artist uh, when you were a counselor and before all this began? Or did you become an artist well, afterwards? I, I, my first, my very first memory is when I was a baby was uh, in the back, backyard at Lafergy on Moncton and Lafergy Avenue. And I was on a, uh, um, on a, blanket of some sort and I remember looking at the dappling of the light of the sun coming through the trees and I was so fascinated by the light and I was probably like I don't know probably eight or nine months old you have a memory back that far yeah visually visually and it's just nuts like what I can remember I can remember dreams I had 15 20 years ago was this because um, of the work that you're doing, the meditation that's releasing this, or that has it always been that way for you? Always been that way. I've always been very, very connected to nature, and I, I, I think I've started. I was an artist and, and started drawing and painting probably from the age of two and a half, three, and I've never stopped. Okay. And I'm, I'm in my fifty, I'm in my fifty third year now, just about. 
That's yeah. incredible. So, so you felt, uh, I guess I'd say the word called to build this art studio and be able to do drumming and mindful awareness. Would that be true? Yes, definitely. Mm. Definitely. And I did do a big retreat um, in the last fall at because the art studio was supposed to be ready in three months and it ended up taking 22 months. Okay. So what I and I did do a uh, uh, painting art retreat, mindfulness retreat for women last September. Um, and I did it with uh, my bestie. Uh, Mary Rose, she and I did it together and it was right on the water in Fredericton. It was gorgeous, wonderful. We had 10 women come and we had a beautiful organic lunch and it was amazing. So we had it at that uh, by the riverbed and breakfast. It was amazing. So, um, yeah, but I'm really excited to be able to do it at Bear Island, which is only like 22 minutes away from town. So, yeah, very excited. about That's amazing. And so if people want to check out Child of Life, you have a Facebook page. Uh, that's mostly yeah. where they can contact you. Your website, you'll be working on that at a later time. Yes. But yeah, the, the exactly. best way to get in contact with you is through your Facebook oh, page. Oh, yes. My, just Facebook, Messenger. Um, yeah. That, that I, I'm a big, I don't know why, but I just love that Messenger. And I can do, <laughs> I like doing the sound bites. Yes, so I know. <laughs> she, Maggie awesome. has sent me lots of uh, audio recordings and she has this beautiful, soothing voice that you can tell. So I love getting those messages. Thank you. Yes, I love it, too. I just love it. And thank you for the work you're doing, Dana, too. I mean, this is amazing. Like, we actually, the retreat that we did, we called it Soul Sisters uh, Painting Retreat. Yes, we did. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, you know, those things aren't lost on me, these little coincidence, seemingly coincidental things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, thank you. the work that's happening right now, it is like I have a big painting that I painted and, and it was called, uh, it's on, I think it's on my Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Instagram is a child underscore of underscore light underscore artist. And child of light, by the way, I mean, is Persian for Margaret. Like, oh, no, um, per- Margaret in Persian means child of light. Okay. That's why. That. Okay. But, I didn't know. Um, but it's. Um, it's a big painting and it's entitled, I made, did it 10 years ago and it's entitled Women Awakening in the Dawn of the uh, Golden Age of Light. Mm. And that's what I think is happening. The cosmic energy on the planet right now is through the roof and it's here to help us get back in touch with our heart chakra, with our hearts and the divine blueprint of, of who we really are, which is we are divine mm. and we are loving and kind and wonderful and full of joy and that's what I think all of this is pointing to and helping helping us get back to yeah yeah that's amazing I think I think you're so right that because it it feels like something is asking us to awaken you know what we're going through right now and just paying attention and becoming more mindful of what's going on around us I just have a last couple of few questions for you Okay. How has your healing journey impacted your art? Oh, wow. Yes. Um, it's impacted it. I mean, for me, my whole, what I love to paint and what I feel connected to paint and what I like download to paint is all about healing and enlightenment and energy and cosmic energy and how the energy moves through the human subtle body systems and the chakras and the petals and or you can call them if you'd like to be more you know star trekky uh you know you can call uh you know the um 
Oh, in a computer, the, the, what are those little things they call in the computers that are, they're not um, oh. microchips, oh my. that's it. <laughs> so each chakra, you know, has, you know, different number of microchips in it or petals and how to bring that energy. So I like to depict that in my paintings, you know, the energy swirling around, yes. you know, coming from, uh, from above. And the, and the earth energy coming from below and, you know, oh, and that reminds me the other way that I healed um, very well was uh, in year six, six, I think I went barefoot all summer at our camp at East Grand Lake overlooking Maine. So year uh, six little- into your healing after the accident? Yes. On year, year six, six and a half, the summer that it had been six, six and a half years, six and a half years, I think. And I was still using a cane. I was so, so tired of using a cane that I thought enough of this. So I just had this brainchild. No one told me it's all intuitive. I'm going to walk barefoot all summer at our camp on these little paths to the lake. So our camp was on a one acre lot and we had like three or four little pathways through the, through the trees. Cause I wouldn't cut a tree, you know, like, so we had all these little <laughs> pathways uh, like with real, like, real forest earth and and i think grass would do the same thing like if you had a lawn and you made little pathways and let the 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 nice grass and the flowers grow for the bees the bumblebees you could do that your own own uh, on your own lawn as well but all summer i i i walked on the pathways with my cane and at the end of the summer i threw away my cane after six and a half years by earthing by walking on the earth barefoot wow and what yeah. do you think that did for you? What does it ground you? Does it give you energy no. from the ground? Well, I think there's there's cosmic energy from the holy universe that comes from above and goes into our our body system from and into the crown chakra and then through our whole chakra system and all the nadis and all that. But there's also earth that comes from Mother Earth from the center of the earth and that go and comes up through our feet. Mm. And so it makes a circuit. You know, like an electrical circuit. And um, but when you wear sneakers and you wear big boots and, you know, da da da, we're always covering our feet up. You don't get that as much. Right. Yeah. So I was really and and I was consciously as I was walking, I was really connecting to Mother Earth and, you know, uh, you know, okay, bring all your nice energy, you know, because I mean, look at what she can grow. Look what Mother Earth does. Like, oh, my goodness, (laughs) if she can grow a forest. Or, or a, a garden, or well, surely she can fix me up, you know? A <laughs> great perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, so and that's I fascinating. Think, yeah, I often think, too, like, like we think, sometimes people think so small, and thinks, we need to think so big. I'm thinking of just our solar system. I'm not even thinking of the billions and trillions and zillions of stars that are out there, but just our solar system. You can imagine, like, everything is, you know, suspended and twirling and and through space and going, I don't know how many million miles an hour, you know, surely if the cosmos can do that, it can, it can heal, you know, little Ms. Maggie Bukebelt, you know what I mean? That's kind of, you know, so of course, of course. Yes. I love that. Think big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Big. Think big. Yeah, definitely. Last couple of questions. What, what is God? Do you think? What is God? How do you describe God? Well, first of all, I don't think, I don't feel for me that God is outside of me. Mm -hmm. I feel that God is within me. 
mm. within. So, and it's all like, and uh, like I have to say this, I'm not religious, but I, I, I did grow up Roman Catholic, strict Roman Catholic. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's seared in there. And, and I love Jesus. And you, you see pictures of Jesus, and he's always pointing to his heart chakra. Oh, interesting. And God is within, you know? So I often, it's such a visual for me from childhood. And it's, it's one of the, it just, it's a, it's a signpost for me to say, okay. And the only way we can go within is we do have to sit and be quiet, you know, and, and actually give ourselves that time to go within so that you can connect with the God that is inside you, that is inside all of us. That is inside everything in creation in the cosmos. Mm. That's beautiful. It's not. Mm. It's inside. That's kind of. And, how and I it's see so it. interesting. The message I keep hearing. I keep doing podcast after podcast after podcast. The number of times that people have said that on this show that you must get quiet and go within to feel anything, to feel that sense of your oneness, God, whatever you want to call it. So it's so mm-hmm. fascinating. That is the same message that is constantly re- repeated. Mm -hmm. And this is why, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of lessons that are going to be learned through this pandemic. And and it's best like not to judge them, just to be neutral and just, you know, accept. But one of the good, the really good um, um, uh, blessings that it's bringing is it is allowing a lot of people who, because they were so doing, 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 doing it so busy that they will be able to go within and it will be a gift for them for them to be still and to to feel that 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 bliss and that love you know that that's there for them mm. but you can only feel it if you you quiet your outer world yes what what does it mean to truly heal hmm that's a very good question since you've experienced an amazing healing to to truly heal, um, and and by the way, I'm still working on my um, on my uh, uh, what's it called? Like you feel really good, but my uh, stamina. Okay. I'm still working. Like my my stamina isn't isn't exactly where I want it to be as yet, but I'm getting better and better every day. Um, but healing to me is more than just on the physical level, because. I did a lot of healing first on the emotional and mental and spiritual level first, and then my body followed. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I, at the beginning, I was focusing on my body so much, and it wasn't working, and it wasn't working, and it wasn't working. And then when I switched to a more spiritual approach, a more mental and emotional approach, and I really saw what's my thinking? What am I really thinking? And therefore, what am I really feeling? And what message am I really sending myself? You know, okay, if I'm depressed, I'm essentially telling myself, shut down and die. So I got really conscious and aware of what I was doing with my feelings, because every cell in my body is listening when I speak or when I think or when I feel. So I had to really get really clear on what was it that I wanted? What was it that I wanted to create for myself? And when I got really, really clear about what I wanted to create for myself and what my soul agenda is on the planet, and you can only get to your soul agenda, you do have to, you know, be still and and go within. Um, 
that's when the body started to really follow suit and get really better, like really a lot, lot better. You know, like I still need help. Like I still don't push a a grocery cart. I let my daughter do that. Okay. But I'm getting, you know, there's just a few little things here and there that are still, I'm still doing a lot of awareness on, but I'm getting so much better each and every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't tell you, it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, healing to me isn't just a a physical thing, a one faceted thing. It's everything. And it's got to start, you know, it's got to start top top down. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm. What is any adversity here to teach us? Adversity? Yeah. Obviously you, you know, you Ah. had a massive impact, you know, a car accident when these things come along, even what we're living through right now, you know, what what does adversity come to teach us? Um, Or what is the purpose of adversity? Mm -hmm. Well, some people such as myself are very hard headed. (laughs) And um, we um, don't always, you know, someone could tell me, da 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 da, do this, do that, da da da. And even though there's a ton of wisdom in that, I won't listen, right? Because I'm, I need to, you know, do it my, you know, do it myself, you know, do it myself, <laughs> you know. Um, which is, which is a very, you know, uh, there is no such thing as self. We are so connected. We are one. Um, you know, this pandemic is teaching us that we are one. And um, just any adversity, like I feel like I've had like five lifetimes in one lifetime. There's been so much. I think it's because like, you know, the divinity, the powers that be sent me lots of lessons to learn and and just knocking at my door. And then, you know, I just wouldn't listen. And then, okay, well, I guess she needs a logging truck. So so, so I think adversity um, teaches you to, um, you know, to be stronger, but also what do you really want? Do you want to live or do you want to die? What do you want? Mm. And you have to become really clear about, do you want to, you know, build a beautiful life for yourself and your family and, and the people around you and bring, uh, something beautiful that enhances, you know, our physical world or, and, and our existence, or do you, you know, do you want to give up? You know, life is always asking us that all the time, every moment, almost every day. Yeah. Do you want to continue and create this, a thing of beauty or do you want to, you know, do you want to call it quits? And, you know, Wow. That, that's a, so, another great perspective. Great think, question to ask I, ourselves. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, Ken, my husband always says to me, I say, oh, da, 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 da. and he says, Margaret, like, you're not regular. Like, you're just not like anybody else. <laughs> but, but I, and I don't think anybody is like anybody else. But I think that uh, my perspective is probably very like in your face. You know, I'm a little bit uh, in your face. Uh, people who are close to me, um, sometimes they get close and we hang out for a while and then, you know, whoa, uh, they've had enough, you know, that it's like, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio too. Right. So I can be quite intense. So, um, but it's just my way. And I think that, um, I like to see it that way now because there were so many years, even before the accident that I was depressed. Um, I, I felt a real lack of love for myself okay. and from, especially from, uh, a parent. So, uh, that, and that had a big, 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 uh, impact on 
my life and, and how I was living it in such, you know, depressed, I was in depressive mode, like two, three times a year, you know, I go into these, but now I'm, now that I'm doing these meditations, I'm going within and I know, okay, God is within and I can connect to myself and God within anytime I want. And I can download all that beautiful, lovely cosmic healing energy, positive energy. Um, I, I'm getting to a place I'm, that I'm a lot less, I don't need to have uh, my parents' approval. I don't need to have my, my best friend's approval. I don't need to have a friend who I thought was my friend, have, you know, approve of me, that type of thing. I don't need my husband's approval. I don't need anybody's approval. I just need to love myself unconditionally. And I need to just do my self-analysis on myself, no one else, don't judge other people. I, I'm doing my best with that. Um, and just accept everybody the way they are and accept myself the way they am. And really, the only person that I can help is me. Mm. The only person is me. And and after and after all, the whole world can be can be healed in a moment if everybody decided I'm going to heal myself. Boom. Wow. It can happen fast. That's a powerful statement. Yeah, it can. Yeah. It happens so fast. So this this pandemic is a beautiful gift. Um, I know that a lot of people, um, you know, are having very difficult times. And I pray for them and I and I, I bless them. And I send, you know, as much as I, you know, I meditate uh, and, and send love to the planet and all the people on it every day. And, um, and just know, like, we're all... It, it's all it's okay and we're gonna get through it and we are getting through it and just loving kindness treat mm. everybody with loving kindness that's a fabulous note to end on love and kindness mm. thank you maggie for your time i really appreciate you sharing your story and your insight it's been a beautiful conversation thank you dana and thank you for all the lovely work you're doing too it's amazing and well needed right now mm. thank you thank you That was such a great conversation. If you loved it too, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Please go to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. And if you want to continue the conversation, connect with Soul Sister Conversations on the Facebook and Instagram pages. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Dana Lloyd Leadership, on Twitter at Coach Dana underscore Lloyd, and of course on LinkedIn. See you next week.